sequels, you say, that have nothing to do with the original movies? Kind of. <laughs> That's right. We're here to talk about Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2 versus The Gallows Act 2. It's me. everyone Ooh, what is this voice i don't know welcome i love to it a- it's sexy keep it welcome to another episode of movie deja vu a s- semi-spooky podcast that <laughs> answers the question didn't i see this somewhere from two movie aficionados i can't keep that voice up for long it's fine my name is john the guy that is haunted by spirits potentially and with me is my co-host shady the level-headed one here. <laughs> I tried. I don't know. How are you today, Shady? I'm great. How are you, John? I am so happy I get to talk about these movies because this is an episode I pitched. <laughs> John, I have so many thoughts and I'm very excited that you're the one leading this discussion because I do not know where to start. Yay, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> So uh, for starters, let's, you know, give some background information on these movies. Uh, We're going to start talking about the Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, which came out in 2000. So uh, if you all remember, Blair Witch Project came out in 99. So this was a fast turnaround. It was also early 2000s. We're still figuring out what horror is in 2000. Well, because now we're like, well, how's how's horror work with the internet? Right. Because that's that's a new scary thing. Ooh, Ooh Y2K. Y2K. Uh, it was written by Dick Beebe. I hope. Yeah. I'm sorry. Was, that's Beebe. Beebe. It is directed by Joe Berlinger. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 14% splat rating. Oh, boy. And on Metacritic, it has 15 out of 100. So that's out of 34 reviews. That's not bad for 2000, by the way. I, no, it's not. Um, an astonishing two of them were positive. Oh, good. Six of them were mixed and uh, 26 were negative. What were the two positive scores? The first one I'm seeing is a 67 out of 100. Oh. And then the next one was a 63 out of 100. Oh, damn. They had no chance in hell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, a lot of the the mixed ones are like around 50. Okay. Not terrible. I think think is fair. Yeah. it, it, It was intriguing. I'll get get more into it later, but I do think it's playing with a lot of interesting ideas and just didn't really execute them fully. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there there was so many ways this could have been a much worse movie than it was. It's true. And we've seen those. (laughs) And according to IMDb, 
a group of tourists arrive in Burkittsville, Maryland after seeing the Blair Witch Project 1999. So yes, I was right. It was a year earlier to explore the mythology and phenomenon only to come face to face with their own neuroses and possibly the witch herself. Oh no! What are we going to do? So then that leads us to The Gallows Act 2, which came out in 2019. There was like a four-year difference, if I remember correctly. Uh, 2015, yeah, that sounds right. Yep, 2015. Um, okay. So, okay, we had a little more time to marinate, figure it out. Oh boy, it was written and directed by Travis Clough and Chris Loffing. That's the team from the first one, correct? Yes, it was. So it did retain the same team. It did retain the, retain the same team. Uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, though, it has a 0% splat rating. I'm and sorry? I'm... <laughs> uh, no, just repeat that number, please. On Rotten Tomatoes. This is the not audience. This is the critic review right. rating. It has a 0% splat rating. Which, just for perspective, somebody lined up a hundred people, asked them to watch this movie, and then said, did you like it? And all of them said no. I think Barbie scored higher from last year, (laughs) if I remember correctly. (laughs) I'm trying to think, like, the first gallows movie had a 17 percent i think it had it had well no i thought it had a a higher number maybe i'm just there were some people who you could line them up and out of 100 that number of people said yes i liked this this one not a single person liked it well shady according to metacritic it has a score of tbd (laughs) Uh uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh So there is no reviews. (laughs) No, no, there are three critic reviews. Oh, there were three. (laughs) All of them were negative. Great. Two of them were 10 out of 100, and one of them was zero out of 100. Wow. 10, 10, zero out of a possible 300 is not a very good number. That's 20 out over 300. Uh-huh. If we cross multiply and do dot and everything else, <laughs> do, do I think we're in negative things. land. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're negative numbers right now. We're imaginary numbers. Right. Uh, Which I, I, and I don't want it to sound like I liked this movie necessarily, but it does seem a little harsh that it was a zero and a TBD. Yeah. Like, a little harsh. I've seen worse movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, uh, I'm probably gonna see this again later in the episode. Both of these movies, though, were kind of, had, like, a campy funness to them that it's like, if we were watching them together with, like, some friends or whatever. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to watch. Yeah. No, I agree. I, uh, I found... I wouldn't say I liked either of these movies, but I found things to like about both of them. Yeah, yeah. But hold on, let me do the IMDb for The Gallows Act 2. According to IMDb, when Anna Rue transfers to a prestigious new acting school, she, no. 
<laughs> she encounters a malevolent spirit after participating in a viral challenge. So, okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say this right off the bat. Both movies were trying. I want to give them credit for recognizing that they couldn't do the same format that the original movies in each of these franchises did mm-hmm. because that's a novelty that wears off pretty quickly. Look at Paranormal Activity. It was done before the movie started. The first movie started. Right. <laughs> I kind of don't like that movie. I'm not going to I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a crazy... I'm, I don't really like Paranormal Activity. But, like, what I really liked about these movies is that they both use that trope of, like, the camera tells the truth. Yeah. Which... In the Book of Shadows, it was, it it was a little like you know you don't know what rea- what is real anymore because you're following these characters and you're and you're seeing what they're seeing and right. feeling and everything. But then when you actually watch the the tapes that they mm-hmm. all took, uh, and you realize that they're all a bunch of murdering psychopaths, you're like, <laughs> what happened? But it also leaves it open where it's like, well, did they hallucinate the stuff that we thought was real and the tapes are the truth or were the tapes somehow changed? I don't know, personally. Yeah. But like yeah. it leaves it open that either possibility. And with the with the gallows, they kind of do that with her doing the vlogs. Yeah. I but will like, say, I, I think... As far as movies that have like tried to incorporate like YouTube, uh, and we have talked about at least one of them before with Jem. Uh huh. Uh, I think it actually it feels like it was like made by people who kind of understood how YouTube works and how shit gets viral. Right, right. Because she's do she's presumably she's doing an internet challenge, right? Right. I mean, look at the water bucket challenge or the fucking Tide Pod challenge, if you will. <laughs> like mm, yeah. thousands, millions of people were doing those. So presumably she's not the only one that's do. Well, she might be. I was a little unclear with the end. I've seen this movie before and watched rewatching it for this. I was still a little unclear as to like, right. was this designed for her specifically? Well, that, that was my thing with this movie is uh, I was actually quite enjoying it up until the ending. And then I was like, well, what the, I don't know what's happened yet because I, I kind of liked what they at least presented as the truth throughout the movie. It was, like you said, very similar to actual YouTube challenges that do go viral, but also it connects back to sort of uh, creepypasta and Slenderman type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which so. It, 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 so I thought that was interesting because it was like, oh, finally a movie about the internet by people who understand the internet and like how stuff like that spreads around. But then the ending, I was like, so was none of that actually popular? Was all of that just like faked? Well, the other thing too, when you if you really think about it, in the beginning of the Gallows Act Two, when it's Victor who's reading from the play. There is one person not accounted for who is record who is video recording the whole thing. Yes, there should have been a fourth person. Uh-huh. 
So I don't know if that's supposed to be Cade or Nick, maybe. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's like, why is this designed for this one specific person? Right. And like it, a, a motivation wasn't presented either where it's like, well, why would they target this one girl? Is it right. just for the YouTube hits? Is it because they don't like this girl for some reason? Is it for their crops, like in The Wicker Man? There you go. Exactly. Uh, right? Right? That was, a, that was what it was for both, for both of them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Sure. I have not watched either of them in a hot minute. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Nicholas <laughs> Cage. Come on the pod. Talk to us about your career. <laughs> oh, my God. We got Nicholas Cage on this pod. So I feel like the other thing that the, that these two movies did, they were intentionally breaking what their predecessors did, which is the first person POV shots. Right. Yeah, yeah. We kind of danced around it. Neither of these movies are fully found footage and their predecessors both were right but it seems like book of shadows is still playing with the same uh world that blair oh that was a weird sound (laughs) book of shadows is still playing with the same world that blair witch is in where uh, we get the disclaimer at the beginning being like, some names were changed. This is based on the natural this case. Is, this is a dramatization of a This is a dramatization. Story. And then... So, so, like, we already know that it's actually actors. But... Portraying. They're supposedly reenacting a real thing. But the gallows, like, we're following Anna and her trip to me. The other thing that I have a question now about it is that if it's the entire group that shows up at the end that are part of it, how does she get the fucking marks on her neck? Well, that's right. And why did she have all those visions? How did they implant visions in her mind? Yeah. And why did they murder her sister? And the dog. And the dog. Thought about them likes and follows. Please like and follow our, us on our social media. Write <laughs> <laughs> and review. Write and review. I swear we're doing our job. We're only what, like eight minutes into talking about these two movies? We're doing stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's what I have. Um, <laughs> also, I've totally been remembering to update the Twitter. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I have to check on our Instagram a little bit more. Um, no, I, I haven't been on our Twitter in a hot minute. In a hot minute. I, <laughs> I should do that. Whenever. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry, Charlie the Hangman isn't out after us. Nor is Great. Bessie. Is that her name? Uh, Ellie. Ellie. That too. Yeah. She has a last name. I forget what it is. I have it written down somewhere. Ellie! What's up, girl? Uh, God. I don't even know if this episode is going to be tangible for us to release it. Ellie Kedward. Yes, that. So, okay. So we have broken down that both of these movies break the found footage thing. Yes. But what's an interesting contrast is that Book of Shadows, Blair Witch is a movie, and they acknowledge that it's a movie within the universe of Book of Shadows. Right. And whereas The Gallows. Pfeiffer does show up. And is the only one that shows up because she's probably was like, I need a paycheck. Right. But also like 
the rest of them were dead? Well, her mom. Oh, okay, fair. And dead? I mean, I mean, I know big we question que- mark over that. We did question whether Charlie was her dad or not. Because yeah. in the first one, it is known that her mom and Charlie were high school lovers. So but it also would have placed her age at around 20. So was she faking some faking her identity so she could be in high school? Probably. Who knows? All right. So she was like 17, 18 years old, 16, 17, 18 years old. Yeah. But then in this one, you're like, you're a 33 year old woman. I don't understand what's going on. She is fully our age. Yeah. 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 It's like, what happened to you in this psych ward? Do you need help? <laughs> Blink twice if you do. Speaking of a psych ward, who <laughs> we both got there at the same time. Book of Shadows too. Jeff is in a psych ward and he's being mistreated the whole time. What the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> Can I just say, I like that the Book of Shadows kept the tradition of using the actor's name in a way. I changing did- the last name. I did too. Um, it did kind of, conf- I, I watched it twice for this podcast, for the record. I'd never watched it before. Um, because- I am not sorry. <laughs> um, it confused me the first time. I was like, well, why would they need to use the actors' names if they're supposedly reenacting a, a quote unquote real event? Uh-huh. Because I had missed the part where they said that they changed the names at the beginning. I feel like though... They were just using that say, is it a trope? Is that the word I want to use? That same sure. gimmick? The same gimmick? Yeah, yeah, gimmick works. Yeah. Because the Gallows Act 2 doesn't do that. And I was kind of missing it, except for when Pfeiffer shows up and you're like, hey, girl, your real name is also Pfeiffer. What's up? <laughs> right. Or like, on a rue? What? It just, it seemed weird to me that they would give her such a unique spelling of a name. I don't know. It just, it was like <laughs> a wrinkle that I didn't need to focus on, but I it did was focus on. oddly specific for no reason. Right. And her sister's name is Lisa, spelled the typical way you spell Lisa. So it's like, not even like, oh, her family's just like super Scandinavian or something. Which... I don't understand. You give your daughter such a unique name and yet you mm-hmm. don't like embrace her wanting to be a performer. Yeah, that was another thing that like really wrinkled my brain. So they supported the, the older daughter in her dreams of being a fashion designer, but not Which the younger. Is, yeah, exactly. Uh, but not the younger daughter in her dream of being an actress. no. But you know what I do want to see? I want to see that shitty movie that they watch in this movie. Oh, the the Empress of... Feline or something like that? Yeah. Tamarant? I don't know. Something, it looks like, I don't know, a really bad fanfic of never-ending story. I was about to say that too! Oh my god! (laughs) Artreyu, no! (laughs) Oh my god. Core. Sorry, guys. <laughs> guys, we are losing our damn minds, and it's all my fault. And I'm not. I'm not mad about it, though. No, I'm not mad about it either. Um, we were we were due for an episode like this. It's been a while. Like, it's been a while. I mean the fir- the first episode we did of these, like we had 
there was much more to compare. There was much more to say because like, um, I think I even said it that Blair Witch like ran so movies like The Gallows can walk. I, I worded it that way because the Blair Witch Project like was made with $15 and a handshake and made billions of dollars. Yeah. So I think we even talked briefly about how much money, like that was a record setting movie in terms of production budget versus box office mm-hmm. and would not it, be beaten until Paranormal Activity. Right. So I know that there is another sequel to the Blair Witch Project called Just Blair Witch, where I it's supposed seen to, it. where it's supposed to be the brother of fuck what Heather okay. looking for his sister. Yeah. Uh, sometime later, I kind of wish though that there was a third act to the Gallows. I kind of do too. Just because I'm like what you were saying that there's a lot more questions than there are answers in this one. Right. Yeah. No, this movie answers all of its questions by posing more questions, uh, which is, you know, that's interesting. It's one thing to keep things open-ended. It's another thing to give a completely off the wall answer that only presents more questions, uh, which is what this movie ends up doing in the last, what, three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But it is interesting that, um, you know, plot-wise, there's not a whole lot of one-to-one comparisons between Book of Shadows and Gallows Act 2. But it's interesting that thematically, they're both kind of dealing with, I guess, sort of virality, like virality of media and how that affects people. Yeah, I feel like Book of Shadows, when Jeff starts spouting off words about the his equipment, mm-hmm. I was laughing my ass off because you know <laughs> that they were like hot button words for tech geeks at the time. <laughs> but I mean, it's another like technological horror movie in a way. I, would you say it was like one of the first? Not I, saying, not like, you know, where technology is killing people, right. but like using technology as a means of horror. Right, right. Like it's it's helping further because a huge plot point is when they rewind the tapes and watch them. Right. They, they watch them backwards because that's the proper way to watch them in this case. With backwards keystrokes, yes. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, I think I can't think of really an earlier example that does that in terms of digital media. I guess we can say um, how in... 2001 right but that was um as much as that counts as an example that's also sort of a a, um oh what's the word i'm looking for uh like a high con like a conceptual idea Uh, of what uh the future uh of technology is going to be book of shadows it's well this is the technology that's available right now and then the same with the gallows which you know they're like oh social media and right and hidden cameras and right and even just the way they all get involved because in book of shadows they're all involved because the Blair Witch Project as a movie exists in that universe and they were all big fans or in some way were responding to it um and then Gallows Act 2 Anna gets involved in it because she has a YouTube channel and doing the they call it the Charlie Challenge 
doing that gets her a ton of views and a ton of subscribers or so she thinks i don't know if any of that's supposed to be real listen travis clough and chris laughing if you're listening because i know you're fans of this podcast you write in the socials will be right at the end or just check the <laughs> the podcast the episode notes yeah. for us because <laughs> we have we have questions that you need to answer sure do because you knew we were going to cover it exactly they knew they knew they they have, they, they have access to our shared google docs yeah 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 <laughs> charlie the hangman or whatever the hangman lives in our computer but yeah so going back oh to yeah this, shady like, he's you. standing right behind you with a noose by the way Oh no. Uh, uh, look out for that tape measure. <laughs> I'm sorry. That it's was fine. so stupid. <laughs> it's just was any of that any of that scene meant to have actually happened if all of these actual physical people were tricking this one girl? I don't I don't know, but like when she also had that vision of the hand coming out of the book and you're the script and you're like, but now you're like, what? Yeah. And she had like so many visions of like, you know, Cade getting hanged or something like that happening. And the ropes dropping in on her when the person from Tish is talking to her. Wow. <laughs> We're just really trying to break down the Galas yeah. Act too. Which cause... like and like Book of Shadows has similar things where you're like, well, I don't know what's real and what isn't real, but that's also the point of the movie. Yes, they they tell you outright, like we're gonna fuck with your brains. Right. Enjoy the next hour and a half. Right. And you know, as much as we talked about, well, it's entirely possible that the witch did the murders and then framed them for it, or they did the murders and the witch made them forget about it or something like that. It's also entirely possible that the witch wasn't involved at all. And the drugs that they did the night they went out camping just made them like hallucinate something. Fuck up. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I'm not, I'm not keen on that interpretation, but like it is there. It is an option. Right. Um, Where, whereas we just have a lot of questions about the gallows. Right. I'm like, well, how does any of it add up? Does any, it? Any, any which way <laughs> does, does anything add up? Because even like the, they had the little fangirls part of the cult or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> I was, I was expecting Anna's parents to come out and be like, thank you all. Like, I was half expecting her sister to come out and be like, yeah, no, I faked my death. Well, we had a whole funeral. It's And the dog, too. And be like, thank you for getting us that taxidermy dog to pretend <laughs> like it was my dog. Exactly. Oh, God. This movie is so wild. I'm glad that I made somebody else watch it, and I'm glad it was you. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I, um, if I were one of those 100 critics that they lined up and asked if you liked it, before the final three minutes, I would have said, it's better than the first one. And then the final three minutes happened, and I'm like, no, it's not. I need to meditate on an answer. Like, I, 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 like I, I don't was, know what was, my answer would be, honestly. I was genuinely uh, enjoying it um, quite a bit until the ending. 
which, you know, yeah. I'll get into more later, but I, I do think Anna is genuinely a very likable character and a very compelling character. It's not just that like, oh, she's shy and she's the new girl. So she's sort of reserved, but like she helped stand up for another kid who was getting bullied. Yes. Yeah. And even when we see him in the classroom, when she's reading from the script on accident, mm-hmm. he's like, girl, what you doing? Stop. Yeah. It seemed like drag me to hell in a way, in a way, because she is the final girl trope, but you know, something bad is going to happen to her. Like she's right. not going to be the final girl. Right. Shady, do you like that? I'm comparing these movies to other movies and not really to each other well <laughs> i mean that's what we kind of do that but like it feels right. like more this episode <laughs> plot wise there's just not a lot of one-to-one comparisons i think no. in a it's, this sort is of another one where meta-text. it's like style right and, and i think a lot of the meta text is uh they parallel each other even like blur witch has a higher body count seven or eight depending on if you count the miscarriage <laughs> that we're going down to dark territory book of shadows takes place in the, over the course of three days except for when we get the flashback to a year ago with jeff in the psych ward by the <laughs> way i'm so happy bird notice figured out how to like did not worry about his career after this i am so happy you mentioned burn notice because i was gonna go off on a whole tear you know i think i almost wrote burn notice in my notes being like (laughs) burn notice did this burn notice did that so i i want to say i want to say the performances of the actors in this movie and the actors in the gallows while spouting nonsense Mm -hmm. they did a great job they They did did their job they did the damn thing yeah yeah, uh, no, Erica. I I agree. <laughs> so I mean, I can I can see Anna starring in another movie. Mm-hmm. Emma Horvath. Emma Horvath. I could see her starring in another movie. Hopefully, it's a better horror movie or better movie. Like uh, just a better movie. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she uh, if she popped up in Scream Five, I would be I wouldn't be upset about that because she's around royalty. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, great. I'm looking up Emma Horvath. By the way, she spells her name weird too, with only one M. Is it Emma or is it Ema? Ema. <laughs> Ema Horvath. Like she's she's doing the early horror movie career right now. Okay. The Gallows was like the second movie that she has on her IMDb, and then she was in The Mortuary, correct? collection which i don't know if you ever heard about that but it's a it's an anthology of shorts short films put together in a bigger film okay um and then apparently she was in a tv movie called what lies below which is like horror mystery sci-fi thriller Hmm. starring also mina suvari oh but like she's oh Wait oh, a are you are you owing over the same thing that I just saw on her IMDb? That she's going to be in the Lord of the Rings TV series? Yes. yes. Wow. Okay, great for her. Good for her. Yeah, no, that is an early squeam, uh, squeam, uh, scream queen resume. Right. It doesn't say her, her age, but I'm going to assume she's probably 
younger than 30, maybe like mid mid 20s. Mid to late 20s. Yeah. She um, did. I did think she looked a little old to be playing a high schooler. But then they, well, gave, yeah, her the they gave the bangs and the bulky clothes and everything. Right. But yeah, I feel like we've got we've got great careers ahead of everyone in both movies. Is there anything else you want to talk about, though? I mean, we we basically danced around what yeah. we usually do. And I mean, I'm OK we, with that. We could talk about the Slender Man of it all, but we also kind of already did talk about the Slender Man of it all. I'm liking that we're that as we're progressing, you know, episode 51, everyone, <laughs> we as a podcast are also growing and changing and everything. So we're not I mean, I'm OK not doing like a literal Venn diagram for this episode because it it. it it harkens back to when we did Boy Herd versus Ladybird in a uh-huh. way. That's what I was just thinking. Or, yeah. or like Logan and Shane. Yeah, we're like, they're not 100% the same, but we... Yeah, you can't do like the, the bullet-pointed plot, but it's also... And so much yeah. of it, too, is the meta text of it, where like you kind of need to talk about, well, this is the climate it was made in, and... Right. Yeah, so like... We did it. We talked about them. I think we did the damn thing. Let's get to special features, shall we? Sure, we shall. Special features. In this section, for those of you who are new to the podcast, we each take a movie and do further research and looking up some fun facts and trivia about each one and in the hopes of nerding out and to surprise each other mine was a little light this week so that's okay i mean my sources is usually the imdb trivia page so i i know i'm not i I know i i should go second but i really just want to share this one Mm -hmm. uh in the spoilers section of the trivia page (laughs) it says pfeiffer brown is the only cast member to return to the sequel so just fun, right. just some funsies, you know. Wait, they, they didn't count the voice of the police officer whose body cam footage they used? You mean that whole sequence that they used from the first movie? No, oh, they yeah, didn't they, count that. They, they do lift the whole sequence, don't they? Yes, but uh, Shady, you had Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Why don't you go first? Uh, okay, great. Possibly to the surprise of no one, this is not the movie that the director wanted to release. No! Uh, So Joe Bellinger, assuming I'm saying his name right, he is primarily a journalist and documentary filmmaker. This is, to date, his first and only scripted feature film. And it seems like he went back to documentaries after this because he uh, did not enjoy having his vision chopped up by the studio. What was his original concept? His whole idea was that it would be around the hysteria that followed the first movie, uh, which we do get, you know, obviously parts of in this movie. They're all fans of the original and everything. Um, But so Joe Bellinger's sort of, vision for the movie would be that it would start off lighthearted almost a parody of the original movie and then as it got further into the movie it would get a little bit more surreal and a little bit more 
horror-y, his idea was that it would leave the audience with the impression that maybe these people did commit murders or maybe they just let the hysteria around the movies sort of let them hallucinate something else. He never interpreted it as the Blair Witch possessed them and made them commit these murders themselves. So you know how at the end of the movie when they're arrested and everything, we get the reporters saying like, you know, giving us that information that you just basically said. Is that what the whole movie was supposed to be though? From what I can, I I think so. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. From what I, I mean, I can read out exactly what I've read. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I believe you. But like, that sounds more, I mean, we kind of do see that in the final product, but I just, Mm. oh, that sounds really more interesting. (laughs) What we were giving. Yeah, his idea, he didn't really want to delve into like supernatural stuff really he wanted to deal more with like media hysteria and uh so for example the scenes we mentioned earlier of jeffrey donovan in a straight jacket in a padded cell those were all added by the studio afterwards oh god which you can kind of tell because they're kind of interspersed very randomly in the movie almost like they don't fit right and even and only the sheriff is the one that mentions it Right. Um, so the studio added that later because they were like, well, if we do his vision of it, there's no real antagonist in the movie. So let's try to like bake the audience out and get them to think that Jeffrey's the antagonist, which is That's not dumb. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. I was mostly just like, this is strange. Right. Because like when they when they flash to that other group's murder that they commit that was interesting that was also added by the studio that other group of tourists was not originally murdered really Mm -hmm. from what i understand the first scene with them still existed um and that was just sort of to show how the hysteria around the original blair witch project movie was an international thing i feel like though I don't know if the studio added this or if this was actually in the original script, but I feel like though Mm -hmm. that sequence of them on the videotape naked running with knives in the woods to the other group works. Yeah. See, I think, I think the murder works. And from what I, what I understand the actual murder of those other tourists was added by the studio later. And in fact was added so late that they just shot it in somebody's backyard. And you Uh can tell. Yeah. But I do, I think that works because you do kind of need something like that to sort of hinge the whole plot on. Right. The fact that, you know, Tristan plays like mother goddess to them and everything, mm-hmm. sends a queen, sends them on their way and everything like that we needed to see. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, if they were to cut that, there'd be no like real tension. Right. And it, it's also kind of like, because from what I'm reading that first scene with those tourists existed and then the rest of it didn't why even like i understand trying to show that it's an international thing but otherwise why show like a rival group if nothing ever comes out of that right so studio you did good on this one part but you did bad on the other part Uh uh-huh um So I, I'm of two minds uh, as far as the studio's in- interference with all of this. Haxon Films, which is the 
studio that produced the first movie had nothing to do with this one. Uh, this oh. was this was uh, basically all by Artisan, which was the distributor of the first movie. The first movie came out; it was a huge hit. Within like weeks, basically, they were in meetings with other uh, screenwriters and directors trying to figure out uh, a sequel. A sequel, yeah. Um, this sounds I, so familiar, Shady. I know. I think by February, they had settled on, all right, we'll go with Joe Berlinger and he's going to direct this. He's going to have it done by September. We're going to release it in November. And we're going to have Dick Bebe's script. Mm-hmm. It was a very fast turnaround. Um, which, you know, maybe there's a Words? better <laughs> but also like like Haxon Films the original production studio they I think maybe took a smarter approach which was well let's wait until all of the hype around the first one dies before we even think about a sequel oh god and then they weren't able to do that because Artisan overwrote them Artisan also wanted it to be a trilogy from the beginning. And then this one, technically it was a financial success. It made about triple its budget, uh, but it was not bad. Not bad at all. That's considered a win. Yeah. But compared to the first movie, both in reception and in box office, it was uh, such a disappointment that they scrapped the third movie until... Until Blair Witch came out. The story, not the actual like, like the elevator pitch of Blair Witch is probably what they wanted to do. Okay. The outcome isn't. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't seen Blair Witch, so. Not bad. They go, they go back. If memory serves, they go back to first person POV. Interesting. Maybe I'll watch it someday. I don't know. There, there is more of like a visual horror that happens in it like at the climax, uh, as opposed to what the first movie did, which was like an environmental horror. Do you know what, if you catch what, if you catch my Mm -hmm. drift? No, no, I get what you mean. Yes. Anything else? And then I guess the last thing that I thought was pretty interesting is that the three main actresses, Erica, Tristan, and Kim, when they auditioned, Kim actually auditioned for the Tristan role. Tristan auditioned for the Erica role. Erica auditioned for the Kim role. Oh my God. Which I thought was really funny that they just swapped them all around. Yeah, I don't think I can imagine it. I mean, it's 21 years old at this point. It can drink. Shady, this movie can drink. Oh, no. Which is what they do the whole movie. They drink the whole... (laughs) They sure do. Oh, boy. Okay, my turn? Your turn. So, (laughs) one of the fun facts that I see on IMDb is that it says, Charlie Grimmel, who is portrayed by actor Jesse Cross in the original 2015 film, is secretly portrayed in costume by director Travis Clough in this installment. I don't know when, I don't know where, unless they mean the hangman when he shows up. Charlie doesn't show up. The hangman shows up. I I know he's supposed to be Charlie, but also not Charlie. Uh, This is the, uh, that girl, Lex, the one that, Anna Rue tries to save from hanging oh, herself. Okay. Okay. This is 
that actress's film debut. And so far, the only movie she's been in. Oh. Yeah. I, I mean. She, she was good. I mean, two years ago. Give, yeah. Uh, we went through COVID. It's fine. I thought she was good. She's got, uh, she's got some heft to that role. She did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. But like we said, talent was great. They, they did the job. And then here's, a, here's like the only real fun fact from the IMDb trivia page. I'm just going to read it directly. So I cited my source, no one come for me. <laughs> a dispute over the predecessor's MPAA rating caused a rift between producer Jason Blum, the directors, and New Line. The original film, The Gallows, was shot with a PG-13 in mind, but the MPAA, those fuckers, I'm adding that, not not, not on the trivia. No, they're fuckers. Yeah. Kept rating it for it are for quote disturbing violent content. Do you remember that first movie? There wasn't really that much disturbing violent content. I think the most disturbing thing in that movie is when Cassidy, was that her name? The not Pfeiffer role, yes. Yeah. When she gets dragged away, that is the most disturbing but it's not particularly graphic right to continue the film was resubmitted at least three times and each time coming back with an r due to budget and time constraints the film was decided to be released with an r arguments between new line and the mpaa are why this one is distributed through lionsgate ironically this film was also rated r so it's like what these are the Gallows Act 2 and The Gallows are like the high school musical of horror movies. Yeah. I'm sorry. The MPAA and their ratings are so fucking arbitrary. Is the MPAA full of old white men? I don't know if it's old white men necessarily. I think a lot of them might be like pearl-clutching mothers. Like the movie The King's Speech got an R rating because it says the fuck word too many times. That's a stupid rule. Exactly. You say fuck twice, it's rated R. Once it's PG-13. And like, and I think even if you use it once, but you use it in an explicitly sexual manner, that's an automatic R. Like, oh, fuck. Imagine I'm having sex. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Oh. Like you can't orgasm. be like, like you'd be like, ah, oh, fuck in an angry way, but you can't be like, ooh, fuck me because you have warm feelings towards another person. Oh, fuck. Anyway. Yeah. I'm I'm fucking <laughs> I'm fucking done. Let's get to fucking final thoughts. Shall okay. fuck we? Shall fuck we. Special features. Made the ones you love and love the ones you believe. I mean, the questions that we ask. I went through the mo- other movies that I felt were like these two. So just rewind and re-listen okay. to me talk about these movies because okay. I, I drop other ones. Shady, do you find, do you, can you think of any others like these movies? Not really, <laughs> but I was I, thinking strictly in terms of sequel to a found footage movie that's not found footage. I want to throw in Unfriended in a way. Okay. Because of our yeah. whole talk about technology as a horror gimmick. Yeah, and, and that is like a viral video causes this chain of revenge. Uh-huh. So I'm going to add Unfriended. So it's got viralness. Uh, uh, did we like these movies? 
okay so like is a is a like is a strong word strong word and very subjective but i'm going to say yes um i didn't fall asleep during them and i didn't want to turn it off like i can't i'm such a completist that i wanted to finish right but i like I and like, like I've seen these outside of doing them for the podcast. So right. I'm going to say yes. Um, I like what Book of Shadows could have been better than what it was. All right. So I cut this out of special features, but I'll add it in now. So like one of the things they did to show that these characters were like fans of horror movies in general, they added in a lot of like shout outs to other horror movies. Like the one symbol that gets like carved into all of the characters. Mm-hmm. That's from uh, Halloween 6. That's the Cult of Thorn sign. Um, <laughs> they do like, you know, the whole thing with the owl is a shout out to Night of the Living Dead. Uh, the, oh. with the dogs barking for the alarm system. That's a shout out to the omen. So they do a lot of that kind of stuff to like show that these people are fans of horror movies in general and that that kind of clouds their view on reality which i think is a really interesting concept i think you need to read that whole fact if there's more examples that they have um so the other ones i saw were playing the tapes backwards is a shout out to the exorcist and dancing around a tree naked was that was an homage to evil dead Ooh, fascinating Uh, And I thought that was like a really interesting concept that they would sort of layer those in without outright naming those movies. Yeah, nice little Easter egg, like very deep Easter eggs. Right. Um, I really liked that. I think it would have been interesting to see a movie that delved more into that idea of like a shared psychosis. Maybe these people are hallucinating something because they're so into the fiction that they make it reality. Unfortunately, but, that's not really what we got. And I'm assuming you just didn't like Gallows Act 2. I liked it until the last two minutes. I'm going to be There honest. we go. Okay, so you're like a mixed yes, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would we watch them again? Like you said earlier with a bunch of friends, these would both be really fun. Or like a Halloween, like 30, 31 days of horror movies kind of a thing. If you want to challenge yeah. yourself, I may throw them on. I don't know. I, there's other ones that I would watch, but this I, is I would watch them again. Yeah, this is probably an extreme minority opinion. I would probably be more likely to rewatch either of these than I would the original movies in either of these franchises. Interesting. And it's not that I necessarily liked them better or think that they're better. It's just that I don't like found footage. Like That's it's, fair. It's you, purely, you did say that. It's a very shallow aesthetic thing, but I just, I have a very low tolerance for found footage. And this, these two have just enough that you're like, that you can tolerate them? Yeah, they use them in a way that I think is realistic without like forcing me to watch a bunch of shaky cam. Mm-hmm. Would we recommend them? Again the times that we mentioned you know if you want if you if you're experiencing 31 new horror movie or horror movies you haven't seen before i would say Mm -hmm. watch it for halloween or with like friends or something maybe not on your own Mm. 
I don't know if I would recommend them so much as I wouldn't discourage someone from watching them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a very good non-answer. <laughs> but I'm going to have to agree with you because like, in this case, I would say watch the first ones over the second one, over the second okay. Yeah, yeah. I would recommend the first ones as much. I just said that I would rewatch these first, but, but you're recommend- we're talking about watching other people watching them. Mm-hmm. So I would be like, the other ones have better stories and mm-hmm. better better plot points. Yeah, than these better ones. scares too. I think like just better general atmosphere. Yeah. Plus, Blair Witch is such a cultural phenomenon. Like you need to. You, Miss I Hate Found Footage, <laughs> if anything, you'd be like, watch this, and then you well, don't have the, to watch. Yeah. That is the one to watch. Blair Witch Project is the one to watch. Yeah, exactly like you said. And then, are they actually the same? No. I'm, I'm going to say no, but they're... They're enough alike mm-hmm. that... If you dress them up in the same outfit, I might think they were twins. <laughs> I think, I think. Like they're... if you styled them just right, but they're not really. Like, you know, if you squint a little, you're like, oh, you're twins, but you're, but they're cousins. Yeah. I know we said it several times already, but they're not really, there's not a lot of one-to-one comparison, but there is a lot of, a lot Medic of the text and, elements, yeah. and uh, thematic elements are very similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're done. Finally. <laughs> Sorry, done. guys. Sorry, guys. I'm the one that suggested this, but that was a little that was a little painful in my end. No, it's okay. I never would have watched these movies otherwise. And I actually enjoyed watching both of them for the most part. Yeah. Blair Witch was a good like walk down memory lane in terms of like 2000s horror. My goodness, Jeffrey Donovan's soul patch was like, oh yeah, people looked like that back then. I did too. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Anaru was fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you guys want to reach out to me, John, you can find me on Twitter every once in a while uh, <laughs> at Movies John. I actually just posted something on there that had to do about Red Notice that I texted Shady. Oh, right. That was the first thing I've heard about this movie that actually made me want to watch it. <laughs> um, you can also find my other podcast, Life's But a Song, where Shady has been a guest on it. I want to say almost 10 times. Have we reached 10 yet? No, it's only like six times. Fine. Six, 10. Numbers are hard. Um, You'll get you me know- on again. Don't worry. <laughs> You can find that wherever you're listening to this podcast or um, just hop onto the Instagram for it. It's at But A Song Pod. And Shady, where can the good people find you? The good people. And you know what? I'm just going to say it. The bad people as well. The bad people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The witches. The witches. The spectral images. Uh Uh-huh. They can find me at Shady on Twitter.com. On Twitter.com. Yes. Uh Because uh, uh, it's a website. It is. Or the Twitter app. I don't know. Shady, what kind of dessert or cookie are you today? Snickerdoodle, because that's the most recent cookie I ate. That's fine. I wish I had a snickerdoodle. 
I uh, love snickerdoodles. They're so good. You tease. Uh, and if you want to email the podcast, we are uh, movie deja vu pod at gmail.com. That is M O V I E D E J A V U P O D at gmail.com. I think we're going to keep doing that until, you know, we stop this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram at movie deja vu pod, and we're on Twitter every once in a while. At Movie Deja Vu, no pod. Why is that shady? Because the pod got miscarried. Oh! God, you went there. Oh! Wow! <laughs> wow! Uh, so anyway, and uh, Burn Notice. Go watch Burn Notice. That's a delightful show. I don't think I've ever finished it, now that I think about it. It's fun. It's yeah, it was a fun show. Yeah. Yeah. And Shady, yes, Shady, we're getting into the holiday season. Ooh. Oh, guys, we've got a good one in store for you. If you thought our Christmas Carol episode last year, well, our not a Christmas Carol episode last year was <laughs> fun to have. This year, we're going to do a franchise and not just any franchise that is home alone but we're only going to do three movies out of the whole franchise because we're not doing the reject movies in the middle we're not doing the middle ones we're doing the two kevin McAllister ones and then the new one the one that just came out i haven't watched it yet john have you watched it no i've been a little busy (laughs) me too i've been watching book of shadows i've been playing on my other podcast so So for those of you who want to be part of the next episode's conversation, we're going to be talking about Home Alone, which came out in 1990, Home Alone 2, Lost in in New York, and then Home Sweet Home Alone, which is now on Disney+, Plus, not sponsored by them, but maybe one day, who knows? Disney call us. Disney call us. We will- Give us that mouse money. We will gladly do nothing but talk about Disney Channel original movies. Listen, I talk shit on Disney all the time, but I will gladly sell out for remember, the right price. Remember when we did the Disney Channel movies? I will gladly <laughs> make us watch High School Musical trilogy and talk about it. <laughs> Give us tickets to Disneyland and plane tickets too. Please, Disney, yes. thank you. We love you. We love you, Daddy Mickey Mouse. Anyway. We love you, Daddy Mickey. Send us to California. Send us to California. Okay, we're losing our damn minds. I think I think the Blair Witch took it, <laughs> or Charlie. I don't know. One of those two, or just like the internet, or the internet. Do the keystrokes backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.